Hi, I'm David Benedetto, and today we have Richard Campanella, geographer and author for the Tulane School of Architecture, in the studio to answer some questions for us for our segment, Talking New Orleans. So WRBH has been located on Magazine Street for several years now, and I'm always interested to hear about how the street has changed since its inception. Could you give us a little history? Well, Magazine Street comes out of the 1788 laying out of Suburbio Santa Maria, which later became a Faubourg St. Mary, the American sector. Uh, and it was named Magazine because there was a, uh, you know, a, an artillery magazine uh, located uh, what, what, what would have been just outside the original city. Um, and it expanded just like every other river parallel street that got its start in the 1788 subdivision of what is now downtown as each of the adjacent plantations expanded and urbanized or, or rather were subdivided for urbanization and ceased becoming agrarian. Uh, so you have the five plantations that now constitute the lower garden district. And then one by one, all of these other what would have been sugar plantations in the early 1800s up until about 1844, when the last of the uptown sugar plantations had now had a street grid. And so each of the surveyors who was hired to do that subdivision per plantation, took Magazine as well as Britannia and St. Charles and all the other ones and extended them. Wherever there was a plantation line, the street, each one of those streets tended to jog. Just slightly. And by jog, I mean a very slight angle. So when you drive along St. Charles or Magazine or any of the others and you get to a street like Lower Line or Upper Line, you may notice that Magazine makes a very slight angle. Lower Line was the lower line of the McCarty plantation. Upper line was the upper line of the Bolany plantation. So we see vestiges of the plantation geography burned into Magazine as well as all the other river parallel streets. Magazine uh, became almost kind of like a an echo of St. Charles and Britannia as uh, being wider and therefore more conducive to traffic. And for this reason, had uh, about five municipal markets on it well into the 20th century, into the 1930s, 1950s. Uh, and um, many of them, at least their latter day manifestations are still standing today, including the magazine market right by St. Mary Street. And what's interesting, the, mar the markets are long gone as municipal markets, uh, but they left a very interesting impact on land use in that Municipal markets were drivers for what we would call today an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Everyone went to the market. That's where you bought your groceries. You had foot traffic. You had vendors with cash in their hands. You build banks next door so they could deposit that money. Um, people going to the market might want lunch. You build restaurants right next to the banks. Now there's more reason to go there. And so over the course of the 19th and early 20th century, wherever you had a municipal market, you had a commercial cluster. Uh, when urban planning and zoning came about in 1920s, Bartholomew and Associates did a survey of the city and drew lines around where the commercial clusters were, which of course corresponded to the municipal markets, of which there were five on magazine. And so this is the origin of our commercial zones today. So if you've ever wondered when you go up and down magazine, it's all residential, and then there's, there's a bunch of businesses, and then it becomes all residential, that's the origin of it. It's traceable back to the location of those municipal markets. Well, thank you, Richard. Uh, Richard Campanella is the geographer and author of the Tulane School of Architecture, and this is Talking New Orleans.